What is going on? What is going on? It is a beautiful, beautiful day to be back sitting with Jim Cross. First one of the new year. Jim, it's always beautiful to see your lovely face on Pros and Joes. But today, you're not the hottest guy in the room right now. Usually, usually. I don't I don't think I ever am, man. You ain't got a lot of in 2023. Uh, you know what? I think those I think those Instagram posts speak for themselves. I think you're being modest right now. But Got a couple mm-hmm. national champions in the cut today for today's episode. Once again, I am Mike Hughes. This is Jim Cross. You are listening to Pros and Joes, where we talk friends versus foes for this season of this episode. We are sitting with two national champions, like I said, Logan Tanner and Landon Sims. Welcome to the show, fellas. How's everybody doing? Doing good. good. We'd love to see it. You know, I, I really just want to start off, Landon, we got to start off with you. Because uh, Jim makes fun of me all the time, from one guy to another, who's I'm always injured. If you know, if I'm from Chicago. If you could compare me to anybody, it's Derrick Rose, and it's not because of my game; it's because I'm made of glass. But I do want to ask you, you know, it, it's such a serious conversation when you're, you know, projected to get drafted in the first round, and obviously you were dealing with your injury. Um, wh- was there any concern there for you about where you were going to get drafted because of that injury, and was there any stress added to you? Um, it was actually kind of the, the complete opposite with the stress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're playing in your draft year, you kind of feel the, uh, the pressure and anxiety of, um, you know, having to perform as, as best you can every single time you're out there. Um, and when I get in, when I got injured, one of the only good things about it was that, um, you know, I kind of felt like I had a, a weight lifted off my shoulders in terms of the draft stuff because, um, you know, I couldn't do anything about it anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to, um, or more so everybody else had to base, you know, what I did in college previous to that point. Um, and I felt like I, I put myself in a good situation to, to still be in a good situation, whether hurt or not, but, um, you know, I couldn't do anything about it anymore. I couldn't play. So, you know, I kind of had to just sit back and uh, and relax, which is pretty hard for me to do, but um, and just wait for the draft to roll around. Hey, this man, Mike, was the best first base coach you will ever find. Oh, I mean, I'll see. I mean, from one first base coach to another. I mean, it's it's an art. It's an art, 100%. So It is an um, art. You know, obviously, you're in a, a much bigger magnitude than I am coaching high school ball. But, you know, it's it's something <laughs> I do want to ask you, you know, before we get into draft day and everything, what that was for you. Um you know, being that guy who's just turning into, you know, from a stud on the field to now not just the biggest cheerleader of the team, but one of the biggest minds of the team being kind of like that third, fourth coach on the bench. What's that like for you? How's that transition? Um, It was actually, I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, You know, once my playing career is over, I want to, I want to go back and coach. I'm not sure what level yet. Um, Obviously college baseball, um, you know, I love, but just getting into pro ball now. So there's still a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was honestly like, it was an easy transition for me. It was, it was something that I could do to be a part of the team every day and kind of stay uh, engaged in everything. And, um, you know, I got to travel with the team. I got to go on all the road trips. So, so that was, that was a part of it. And um, it, it was just a, it was a joy for me to kind of see the game from a different side of things because I was uh, obviously working with the hitters instead of the pitchers. Um, so that was a lot of fun just to see the game from a different side of things and kind of, um, just be out there when, when I previously had never been out there in those kind of situations. Right. For sure. And then getting into the draft, obviously 34th overall to the Arizona Diamondbacks who, 
you know, obviously we're going to get into that in a little bit, but you know, it's, there's a lot of history that comes with that. So where were you in that moment? You know, who was surrounding you? What was that situation like when you were getting that draft call? Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> the day leading up to it, I had, uh, I had a bunch of, of friends, a bunch of friends over that day. And then some of my closer friends and, and family members, uh, were there for the, for the draft. Uh, it, it's kind of a whirlwind. Um, it, the MLB draft is is kind of crazy, and people go in different spots, and uh, it, it just every little move in the draft means something. Um, so that day was kind of stressful and hectic. Um, I had no idea that the Diamondbacks were going to pick me. Um, you know, I had a few uh, a short list of teams that I knew I had a better chance of getting picked by than other teams. Um, and then, you know, the, the 34th rolled around 34th pick rolled around and, um, my agent called me and, and told me that I was going to the Diamondbacks and, um, you know, the, the, the rest is still kind of unraveling right now. And in, in terms of, um, you know, my next step because of, of my rehab and everything like that, and, and just trying to get back onto the field. For sure. For sure. And Logan, for you, man, I mean, let's, let's transition. Got to talk to, I'm going to call him Big Hutch. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta represent over here. Um, Logan, man, drafted 55th overall by, by the Cincinnati Reds. I hate to say it as a Cubs fan. I hate to say it cause I'm a big fan of your game, man, but you know, Hey, I get to see you year round at some point. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's how I look at things, you know, that's how I'm glass half full kind of guy. Um, same, same conversation for you, man. Where were you on draft day? What was that phone call like? Um, and, and what were the emotions going through you? Um, I was with a bunch of friends and family and we kind of had like a little draft party. Um, leading up to the day, I kind of had a feeling where I thought I would go. Um, I knew there were some certain teams towards the back half of the first round, early second round that, that I liked and that liked me. Um, and then I, I really didn't talk to the Reds that much throughout the process. And I got a call from my agent and they were like, Hey, would you, you take this from the Reds? And I couldn't say no. And, uh, it was, it was really cool. You know, it's something you dream of as a little kid. And mm. I, uh, I'm very grateful and fortunate to be a Cincinnati Red. Damn, Jim. He almost had me, bro. It was, it was an amazing, amazing speech, and then he had that very ending to it. It just hurts. Bro, I mean, I'm with you. I'm a Cardinals fan, so I mean, I ain't feeling it. it. I, I don't look forward to him making it to the show and throwing down our guys. It hurts my soul every single day. Tell Joey I said hi. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, Logan, you know, I, I want to say this in, in the most polite way I possibly can, because uh, Jim was not holding back. I know how Jim feels about it, but um, you know, there's a lot of catchers that got drafted this year. Um, and a lot of them are in better positions than Mississippi State was going into this year. And I wanted to ask you, you know, you, you kind of get drafted in the situation that you're in. There's a lot of catchers that, you know, Jim and I both believe, you know, aren't better than you. Uh, do you think that that's kind of taken into account on why you were drafted where you were and the situations with the other catchers, too, who, quite frankly, weren't better than you, but definitely in better situations? Um, I think it's just one of those things where, uh, I mean, I didn't play up to my standards and I didn't go as high as I wanted to. And it's just one of those things you just you just have to live with and you live and you learn. That's how, kind of how I went about it. And that's about all you can do. Mike, I'll always feel like, you know, team success plays a role. I mean, these guys know because, for instance, just to use one of their teammates, Will Bednar is mm -hmm. worthy of a first round draft pick. But because of how well he played 
coming into the draft just upped his stock and it, right. and it helped him. And I think per my just personal opinion, and I'm not somebody drafting, I think Mississippi State kind of having a low season probably didn't help Logan's case because before that everybody knew who Logan was. And like I'm still strong about it. There there's four guys I know drafted ahead of him shouldn't have been. I'm but you know what? Cincinnati, hey, they they got the benefit of that. Right. And you know, I think another part of that as well, um, man, I wasn't even gonna do it. I was gonna make another Aiden Hutchinson joke, but I'm not gonna do it. I think I'm not gonna do it. Not today. Not today. Um, but we're gonna go back to it. Landon man, I mean, listen, I don't know if you've seen this show before. I get a lot of heat. So I know that's exactly why Jim is having me ask you this question. Um, First and foremost, I want to apologize to all my teachers who taught me throughout middle school and high school. I did not know what a UCL was, Landon. I knew what Tommy John was, but I knew I I did not know the technical term. So that's our conversation. That's fair. That's that's what I'm saying. He ran into it on Preston. I I did run into it on Preston. it's, it sucks, too, because it was probably the most intelligent guy in the world that I talked to. And it's just it was an unfortunate circumstance. But, you know, keeping on that train, you know, talking about that. What was that experience like for you? What went through your mind when you kind of find out, listen, I got to get Tommy John and this is going to be the situation that I'm going to have to deal with for the next year and a half? Yeah. So um, I instantly knew when I did it that uh, that it was my UCL and. I just torn it. Um, you know, the game I was pitching in, uh, that, it was a good one. It was a fun one. Um, and I think it was my 53rd pitch. Um, I threw a pitch. It was a ball. Um, and I felt something weird with my elbow. Kind of kind of like a pop. Uh, more more of like a separation. Right. Um, and then I threw another pitch. Same thing. Um, and uh, I, I knew it right then and there. It's kind of just like at first it was it was really defeating. Um, you know, I, I, I pretty much knew 95 percent sure before I got the MRI that that's what it was. Um, so I was kind of prepared before uh, the MRI results came back and I and I knew for sure that it was Tommy John. But mm. um, the, the best thing for me was was getting to, to coach first base to. Um, you know, to get to be around all the guys still. Because, um, you know, if I would have just had to do that alone and stay back on the road trips and everything like that, it would have been a lot tougher for sure. Right. Um, so just being able to be a part of the team still was was really big for me and, um, you know, helped me mentally for sure. Right. Logan, what's it like for you as the catcher? You know, he says, he says he gets hurt and then he tries to throw another pitch. I mean, what are you seeing? How are you feeling as you're watching it go down? Um, I could tell after the first pitch he threw, something was a, a little off because he, he was kind of stretching his arm a funny way. And I was like, eh, that don't look right. So then we threw the next pitch and he just went, I knew what had happened. And I just, I just went to the mound and, you know, in that moment, it's like a career altering injury. So you, you get a little emotional and whenever it happened, it was, a uh, it kind of, it was one of those things where it's, it's very emotional and you just, you try to make the best of it because, um, you know, I mean, that's like your guy. I mean, me and Landon, we've been guys for three years and seeing him go down like that was, it wasn't very fun for me. It wasn't very fun for anyone. Um, and it's just one of those things you, you just see and it's, it's just what happens sometimes. It's just Mike, there's probably a picture of it, and it's like Landon actually smiling because Logan's crying, and he's actually laughing in the moment, <laughs> in, in a tough moment. <laughs> I mean, he's laughing right now. He's like, what a jerk, bro. No, what a jerk. 
that I think the only person that did cry was uh was Luke Hancock actually. Yeah, I, really? I, I think he I think he cried before I did. That's insane, yeah. man. Logan Yeah, it, I think he actually it was uh it was when we were in Biloxi and I, I came back from my MRI and I but, told the and I told the team that it was torn. And I think uh I think Luke cried a little bit. That is crazy, bro. That is crazy. But that's that's the impact. That's the impact of you yeah, even being back sure. at first base still having you there. I think that's such a game changer because, you know, so many guys, you know, they get injured, especially in the pros, never see him again. You won't see him for mm. another year and a half. So many guys are just – not to say they're about themselves, but they're not still with right. the team. Like you look at – I know Tatis is one of those situations. Before, obviously, the PEDs and everything, he's still injured. You don't see him in the dugout. You don't see him anywhere. And in the NBA all the time, you know, guys go missing for, I mean, hell, I didn't, no one in Chicago saw Derrick Rose for like three years. And we were all wondering what happened to him. Um, but Landon, for you, man, where are you at in that transition right now and, and your progress with trying to get back on the field? Yeah. So uh, I'm back in a buildup phase right now. So, um, you know, every time I throw, I'm pretty good. I'm getting either more volume in, in terms of how many throws I'm making or uh, I'm moving back in distance. So yeah. um, I have about two more months of that, and then I'll get on the mound. Um, and that mound progression will go for another two two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I'll slowly get back in my game progression and, and hopefully uh, be back in game by mid-June. So uh, I'll be – facing hitters in a real game, wearing wearing pants and cleats again. This is great, man. Before I hand it over to Jim, uh, you know, it is a very important question because medicine has gone so far and throughout my, um, you know, obviously my new history lessons but with the UCL, I've been learning <laughs> that uh, guys are coming back 10 times better. And you've seen guys like you, Darvish, and Otani and everybody else kind of bringing up their velocity and kind of just being the best versions of themselves that they can be. Uh, is that encouraging for you that you kind of have that understanding of, hey, listen, you know, I got it out of the way. It happened now. It happened at probably, if we're being completely honest, the best time of your career because you're so young. Um, is mm-hmm. that like a, a really important factor for you? Uh, yeah, for sure. Just seeing the success of guys from, uh, you know, from top down, just the guys that have gotten Tommy John surgery and come back and been better. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's kind of been my goal at the at, from the very beginning was, you know, I don't want to just get back to where I was. I want to be better from it. Right. Um, and thankfully, you know, I, I got with a good surgeon, um, actually, Dr. Krimchek. He's the uh, he's the Reds um, Reds doctor. Uh, he did my surgery. He did a really good job. He's got a really good history. And um, so so I feel really good about it, and I'm ready to get back out there for sure. Well, hopefully Logan never has to meet the Reds doctor. Um, yeah, yeah, but, I hope you never meet him. <laughs> so, you know, with you, Logan, man, uh, you know, obviously Landon's rehabbing, but you're playing. You're playing for the Daytona Tortugas. And, you know, I, before I talk about the baseball portion, man, I got to talk about these uniforms, man. I'm seeing these pictures. I mean, y'all got the neon pink and green. I mean – you come from a traditional maroon and white, like, you know, what's it like wearing those, those, uh, flashy colors? Uh, I kind of like it, you know, um, it's, it's a little more fun when you're out He's there. Flashy. It, I'm, I'm a flashy type of guy. It makes, uh, it makes the eyes pop. The lady. Yeah. Love yeah. He's a big, look good, play good. Hey, mm-hmm. look good, look good, play good. You play good. The pay. Yeah. That's what Dion said. So come on, Logan, come on, Logan. Talk to me, bro. So, I mean, I like them. I think it's fun. I think, I think a lot of minor league teams have some fun uniforms, and I think it's just a, a cool way just to get, like, 
you mean it's easier to sell those jerseys than it would be to sell something else that's you know what i mean like who who wants to buy like a hope jersey like somebody's right. gonna get a hope jersey some people are gonna buy a hope jersey somebody but somebody's not gonna buy a white jersey so i mean i think it's a good way for money and revenue to be made and I, I, it's fun to play in as a player because you can do a lot of different things yeah absolutely so as far as the baseball experience you know um first i gotta know like your first bomb because i watched you hit so many you know at mississippi state was it opposite field like you always like to do or, or did, you, did you hit it straight away uh, I hit it dead center. Um, Talk to me, Logan. Damn. No, hey, man, his his oppo tacos are, are yeah, psychic, right. bro. They leave the park in a hurry, too. Talking to me, man. Talking oh, to me. Loving it. If I could pull it a little bit, I'd be a little bit better. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm dead center, fastball, middle away, 93. It was uh, a good pitch to hit. 93. <laughs> Landon's doing his input. Uh, so, you know, I, I didn't get to see the clip and that's why I asked, but, uh, I have been seeing the clips of, you know, you know, you throwing, popping up, catching. So, I mean, the adjustment so far, uh, from what you've had from Mississippi state to, to minor league ball, what, what have you been learning so far in your experience? Um, I think just, just building a relationship with pitchers is a lot tougher. You know, the, the language barrier, um, not knowing a guy very long, sometimes, like a couple, my first couple starts, I had never caught the guys that I, I was catching except for in the bullpen. So, I mean, I got a 20-pitch preview of what I'm about to go back there and catch. And it's it's just a little more difficult because you're used to guys that you've caught for four months in the fall and then you've caught all their spring pins and all that. And I think just, you know, trying to figure out how a guy is and what he likes to do is, is probably the biggest adjustment so far. Um but I think going in with a, a full spring training will, will really help that because then you'll be able to catch a, a multitude of guys that you'll be playing with and catching multiple pins. So I'm really fired up for that. And uh, that's about the, the biggest thing. Other than that, it's it's just the game of baseball. You just go out there and play. So I just – What is uh, – Logan, for you, I, I did want to ask because, you know, it's it's such a huge factor. You, you kind of hit on that with the language barrier. Uh, I remember Wilson Contreras from Venezuela and you Darvish from Japan, you know, they, they kind of, they start going together and it's like, it's such a weird thing. It's such a weird thing. It's unnatural. Um, obviously guys need to adjust to that. What's that like in the minors? Is there like classes that you're taking or is it kind of just kind of, you know, a day by day thing you kind of go along and try to do your best? Um, you can take classes. Uh, they offer classes. I'm probably going to take someone. I go to spring training um you learn a lot of it in the locker room that's that's basically where you learn the majority. i would imagine you would learn a lot in the locker room you, you yeah, he's probably learning potty words a lot of yeah, a lot of shit a lot of shit in the locker room yeah, yeah. you learn the funny words in the yeah, locker room funny words are the ones you weren't learning the locker room the one the ones that'll make them laugh yeah but uh i mean yeah they offer classes and uh you just gotta kind of feel your way around and see see what they like honestly mm. So speaking of knowing your pitchers, uh, we had Houston Harding and Preston Johnson on here. And, you know, I told you, Logan, because your episode on In Off the Bench came after Hootie's. And old Hootie tried to blame that home run in game two of the College World Series on you. Well, Mike was here. He ran it back. He he walked into one and, and he had to own it. He was like, you know what? Thinking back, he goes – Logan told me not to throw that pitch and I threw it anyway and he hammered it. And I was like, that's not what you told us on your episode. You said Logan wouldn't listen to you. 
and you threw Logan's pitch. And so it has now been cleared. Um, Hootie has owned it. That that home run in Omaha in Game 2 of the College World Series is on him, not you, which you tried to tell us in your episode. You said he was 100% wrong. So just thought I'd let you know you've been cleared of that one. That's, that's Sounds great. Sounds like Hootie. That, that's <laughs> Hootie always putting something on somebody else. Oh, he, he also got caught in his lie talking about he was at the bottom of the dog pile, and then I found out that he wasn't. That, that was oh, I can tell you who was on the bottom of the dog pile. <laughs> Sitting on the bottom was the worst possible position. Yeah, the super regional was worse. Yeah. So, so with that, uh, you know, talking about the dog pile, you know, starting with you, Landon, like – I mean, we're now two years, but has has the national championship feeling wore off, or is that just something that's going to stay with you forever? Um, it, it like it does at times, and then at times, they you know hit you, and especially when you're around these guys, because I mean, you go on in, in any given locker room, you got, I mean, fifteen guys that played in college, and uh, unfortunately for me, I'm not the only one who won one, uh, and and our draft class, but most of these guys haven't won one. And you're like, wow. I mean, to actually go through the process and, and be the last team standing is so much harder than, than anybody can fathom. Really. It, it, it gets looked over how special um, a performance and how special of a season you have to have to um, actually be the last one standing. What about you, Logan? You still, you still got that feeling? Um. I'm the same way as Landon. Uh, I mean, I play with a lot of college guys, and I mean, I'm there's one other guy that's won one other than me, and he went to Oregon State. Um, and just you, I mean, nobody really knows what it feels like to actually win one and, and finish the season out on top like that. And it's just a hard thing to put into words. Like it's it's like almost like a gratitude that you feel towards that season and towards your teammates for for that season. And uh, it was just it was a really special season with a special group of guys. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really interesting thing because when Austin Riley had came on and off the bench with Cam, he was talking about how when he was watching Cameron, how he just thought to himself he wished he could have won a national championship. And this is a guy who's won a World Series saying he wishes he could have won a national championship, which just speaks to what you two guys are talking about. Not everybody's done it and how special it is. Even if you've won at the next level, a national championship is just something cool to have on the resume and be a part of that team and and be able to go to Omaha and do that. But, you know, for you, Logan, you got uh, something else special going on. You know, you recently just got engaged. Congratulations. But with that, I got to ask, you know, Greg James talks to me about you more than he does his own son. Is is Greg going to be a groomsman, possibly a best man? No, but Greg that, Greg will be at the wedding. That is uh, <laughs> for sure. Greg will be there. Um, there's no telling what he talks about me. He's – Dude, I, I'm telling you, I think he loves you more than his own kids, bro. Like, I'm telling you, it's it's a it's a big deal. That's uh, you might want to consider putting them in the in the groomsmen. I'm I'm just saying, but you know, all that friendly stuff is out the window, guys, because we call it friends or foes for a reason. I'm gonna see if you guys bring it like your your teammates did and and like the other teams did. Actually, the only I'm gonna keep calling them out, and if they hear about it, Mike, I don't care, man. The, the the only guys who would not play this game well were the LSU boys. Razelman and Gervais just – they wouldn't say anything that we wanted to hear. It, was, it sucked. 
anyway, so hopefully you guys will play along well. We got questions that we're going to ask. And uh, Landon, I'm going to start with you because I told you about this right off the gate, man. Hatcher and Cameron said they wanted to hit a home run off you more than anybody else of their former teammates when they went pro. Um, so they couldn't get it out quick enough. So how does that how does that make you feel? Is that a respect thing? You know, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it's definitely a respect thing for sure, I think. Um, it's good that people want to hit a home run off you. Yeah, no I, doubt. I take it as a compliment. So with that, I have the return question, and it could be one of them, or it could be anybody. And I'll tell you ahead of time, Preston and um, Houston actually had the same same answer. They both wanted Rowdy Jordan as their strikeout victim. So I ask you, <laughs> who of your former teammates, if you could strike out at on on the biggest stage in the show, who is it? Uh, Rowdy would be a good one. Um, but I have one person in mind, like 1000%, um, Justin Posky. I knew that was coming. You don't got to tell, you don't tell the story, but is there a story there? And I, I figure, I figured. It's no, like, there is a story. I mean, I, I can, I can. Oh, I let's can get, let's get it. Let's get it. Landon, go ahead. Go ahead. Ted talks. With Landon. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't forgotten about it since the day he said it, but, uh, no, one time it was we had a scrimmage. I think I had just pitched, and I mean, gosh, he's so good. Like his plate discipline. I mean, I'm a, I'm 18 years old, coming out of high school where everybody chases everything, and he's not chasing some of the dirtiest pitches I've, I I can throw. And uh, so I'm like, dang, like I mean, he's unreal. Like rude awakening into college. Like obviously he went four, 14th overall, um, unbelievable player. But I think it was after that scrimmage he. Uh, I was taking a shower in the, in the showers and he walked in there and I'm just minding my own business, kind of just thinking about my outing, you know, whatever it is. And the first thing he says is he, he just looks at me and he's like, you know, dude, like you're just really easy to hit off of. Like you are just like, I just see it so well off you. And I was like, Hey, thanks dude. Like, uh, I mean, I, I, okay. Thanks. Like I, I didn't know how to respond. And uh, he's, he's like, fight right there, Landon. That's what right. That and uh, and I haven't forgotten it. So um, I, I hope yeah, I can I'm, face I'm like, him at some point. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm picturing that. I'm like, I mean, what do you say? Like, I mean, and what do you, <laughs> Landon? Can I not to get too graphic, but like, are you in the shower? At this point? <laughs> are you dressed? Yeah, you're I, in I'm, the like I'm, I'm washing my, I'm washing my hair. Like, I mean, butt naked. This guy just came up to you and had this conversation. <laughs> Like yeah, that's, that's weird. Yeah, that's like, you, like I don't know what kind of fight you want to have right now. Like that's a mad. Well, that's weird, like that's a weird when you spend some bro. when you spend some time in a locker room. Like that's that's that is the last thing that you need to be worried about yeah. being oh. weird. And Mike and I'm gonna tell you if you, if you look up Landon's history, we obviously did it bringing him onto the show. I mean, this dude was a football player, and there's a reason why he has that mentality on the mountain. He's not somebody I would particularly want to piss off or fight. Right. So like it's like I, so I don't know what he was doing in this moment, but I wasn't even like, I wasn't even mad. I was like, I don't I don't know like because it, 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 he's unreal and obviously like. Um, I'm still in the stage where Justin Foscue just came off a great season. Like they went to mm -hmm. Omaha and he's a big part of that. And I'm, I'm just, he's my teammate now. It's, it's kind of like, um, a little star, not, not starstruck. I don't, I don't want to give him that status, but, um, <laughs> not after, but, not but after that but, conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if, if, if that conversation hadn't happened, but, um, 
I don't know if Logan can relate to this, but it's kind of like that. It's um, big school, a lot of publicity, a lot of a lot of big names. So uh, I wasn't mad. You know Logan what that is? is struck by nobody. I do think Landon, that's your super villain origin story right there. You're gonna come out <laughs> and you're gonna be the best version of you. That's that Kobe Bryant mentality where somebody says something <laughs> to you and you're just like, I'm gonna remember this for the rest of my life and I'm gonna see you again. And that's that's just how you gotta take it, man. Even though personally myself it's more scarring to me like that's such a weird thing (laughs) so flipping it logan man for you all these pitchers man that that have been drafted or or signed you know with the availability to hit one of them take them yard who's who's it gonna be former teammate uh any of them uh trying to think I've gotten Hootie. I've gotten Preston. No, but it's different. Hit, hey, it's yeah. different hitting them. He hasn't I'm gotten about, me. I'm talking about – Why you come for my in, guys like that? In, in, the sh- in, in, the show, in the show, I'm not talking about a duty noble in scrimmages. Uh, it's going to be Landon. Landon's going to be my answer. Man, you're a unanimous right. answer, bro. That's the gauntlet. That's the infinity gauntlet. He's his yeah. last one standing. I think me and Landon are pretty even on the at-bats we've faced each other so far. He may have Landon. a Landon's gonna ear hole Logan. I think I got the edge a little. Look, Landon's gonna ear hole Logan their first AB against each other. He's he's put some good barrels on uh, on the ball that that have gone for outs though, so I'll give him that. But and now it's an out. It's Landon in October, and it's you know twenty seven degrees outside. (laughs) They're throwing ninety four, and I can't feel my thumbs. That's the Landon. Yeah, Uh, and I always had to face you in the in the inner squads because Luke would usually catch me every time. Yep. Well, you got to separate the best from each other. Can't keep you all together when you do the inner squads. 27 degrees. They're playing in heat waves over there. I'd kill for 27 degrees, Logan. Bro, hey, let me tell you something, Mike. That's <sighs> hey, that's actually a hot topic with me right now because I've been doing my write-ups on on Mississippi State, LSU, mm-hmm. and Ole Miss because I went to all the fall games for most of them. You know, I was bouncing all around like I always do. And, and I got these, you know, writers nationally telling mm-hmm. me what – they know about these teams, but they weren't at the games. And I know they weren't because I didn't see them. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there hoodied up, freezing my ass off watching. And I said, don't try to tell me about Mississippi State or Ole Miss. I'm there watching. Like, So if you ain't there freezing, you you, you don't know. So, 100%. But, you know, let me ask you, I'm going to start with you on this one, Logan. Taking yourselves out of the equation, if you could lay money, place a bet at the casino on the first former teammate of yours to make it to the show, all the way to the show. And let's go Let's go national championship year or after. Let's go last two seasons um, because other guys would have a head start. Who would it be? Um, Cameron James. Oh, I love that answer. My, my, I feel that in my heart. Landon, who about, how about you? Um, national championship season and after. Um, probably – Probably will Bednar. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, if it, it just um, to me that feels outside of yourself. Hard, outside guess. of yourselves, I feel like that's the best answer. I obviously love the Cameron James answer being being that's boy, I but I feel like Will's the right answer. He can hear this conversation. He's my roommate. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. I mean, are you? Uh, I mean, is he going to get him? The, the, is he going to live in the guest house when you get married, Logan? That's my question. No, no. <laughs> he'll, he'll have house. 
for sure. Another one for me, though, and I was talking to Jim about this. I feel like this. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Situations are so huge. And I think, you know, you look at, hey, this guy might be in single A, but that's why I told Hootie the last time we had him on the show. I was like, bro, you might be in single A, but I look at that Angels rotation and I'm like, yeah, F, F it. He might make it. Like, who knows? Like, it's it's really interesting. So I wanted to ask you guys really quickly, you know, looking at and it, hey, it was no shade. It's no shade, especially towards Logan. Um, my, my Cubs hats over there. I purposely have it over there so I didn't upset nobody. Um, but you look at the Reds, and obviously, you know, you look at so many other teams. Um, and we're gonna have to talk about all that in a little bit. But did that matter to you guys when you did get that call? Kind of like, oh, listen, I'm going to a place where I actually have a really great shot at making a roster in the short term rather than the long term. Um. I think if you play well, you're eventually going to find yourself to the big leagues either way. You can get traded. You can get pulled up. Somebody mm-hmm. can hurt. I just think – I mean, if you're playing well, they're not going to hold you hostage in triple-A ball if you're 27, right. 26, 25 years old. Um, so, I, I just think playing well and going out there and, and putting up numbers, I think eventually you'll find your way there. For sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree. Um, I think it's all based of how, based off of how you play. Um, you know, Spencer Strider with the Braves climbed through uh, three or four different levels and made the big league team uh, in a loaded farm system. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, if, you, if, if you're playing good enough and you're putting up, putting up good enough numbers, um, you know, you'll get your opportunity no matter the, the team or organization, I think. Landon, I actually got a non-state question for you just because I was thinking about our guest and um, he brought up the Angels organization. Everybody so far unanimously has said that they think Ben Joyce from all the Tennessee guys that we've had on will be the first one up. Would you agree with that as a pitcher? Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think he's I think he's definitely got a shot at it. Uh, at this moment in time, I would believe that he has a better shot than anybody else. Um but I think it just it, it goes off. Those guys see real heat all the time, and um, <clears throat> I did that the the day he pitched in in Starkville was the first time I've ever seen anything that fast. And, and I mean, you you couldn't even see the ball really. Well, uh, well, whoever's working with him specifically, uh, he said he said who it was, but I obviously can't remember the the pitching coach's name. But what he's been doing with the Double A Trash Man is it's it's interesting because you know, everybody talked about that one hundred four one hundred five. And, you know, it's came down to where he's more throwing a steady, consistent 100 or 99, which I say that as if that's slow, but the movement on it is a lot filthier. So whatever they're getting him to do to take a little velo off and change the mechanics to where it's moving more, he's, he's became even nastier than he was. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's really, really talented. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a big league roster this year. I mean, you just can't take that out of the equation. No doubt. So here comes my my personal favorite question. Logan, don't be lying because Cameron's somewhere lurking to hear. All right, so I'm going to start with you again. Of all your teammates, who hits the be- who's hit the best bombs? Like, who's the most fun to watch hit a home run? Um, and if it's yourself, hey, say it. Um, Hammer hit some fun ones. Uh Tulane walk off. Tulane walk off is sick. I, I I would say myself, honestly. I well, mean, I, there's I was, absolutely nothing wrong. You with had a big answer. one in the super. I had a national treasure had answer. In right the there. supers, I had one in the College World Series. I had. That was just a solo shot, though. That one. Yeah, but 
My, my favorite one in the College World Series is most people's favorite one. Kellum's left. Yeah, that was my favorite hurry. one. That was my favorite one. I'll remember that forever. Yeah. I had just come back. I walked down and then walked back up, and I saw the swing. I was like, oh, my God, that might be going out. And after yeah. Yeah, we're not losing. Yeah, I, I know for individual home run, both these guys' favorite home run is uh, what's this? Nico Cavadas. Um, Logan said that that ball is still in orbit, Landon. Have you heard if it's landed yet? Yeah, it uh, it only went 411 feet. <laughs> Damn, Landon, but it went 411 no, feet in the air, too. Th- this had to happen, Mike. We, hey, we Mike, told he you- grounded out and do a double play to end this. Year. Hey, yeah, Landon, so. no, Landon, Mike, Mike, you got smile. Landon was like, F that. No, no he actually he, la- he laughed about it when we talked about it the first time because he hadn't given up a home run all season and they were beating the tar out of Notre Dame in this game. So the home run didn't even matter. So this needed to oh, happen. Oh, it mattered. Because it mattered. It, because it, it, ma- it uh, <laughs> made right. me pitch him a lot differently when he came back around to hit. But no. Logan look, put down a fastball, and I said, absolutely not. Mike, if you're if you're watching on TV like I was, the, the commentators are talking about him. They're calling him the Greek god, right? And all he does, is, all he was doing was getting out all series. He hadn't done anything. And so when he hit this home run, it didn't matter that he was like one for 11, man. His, his status was back. Like, he right. hit off Landon yeah. Sims. Gave so it, him it helped run. that it went viral. <laughs> right. No, 100%. 100%. Uh, but, hey, I will say this. Brannigan, uh, Brannigan came on his episode right after they eliminated Tennessee and said it was because of you guys that molded them to make them ready to go into Lindsey Nelson. So Mississippi State uh, helped mold Notre Dame into the to the team that they were and became. So that they shouted you guys out. Um, but uh, for, for you, Landon, did you actually say who were the best – the best home run hitter was for you? Oh, no, I did not. Um, in terms of, like, s- sitting there and watching, Hunter Hines. Ooh, Hunter Hines. In That's terms cool. of, like, in terms of, like, I was the happiest when he hit them, uh, R.J. Yeager, like, 1,000%. He, he doesn't get talked about enough. Like, that dude is – like the greatest teammate, one of the greatest people, and he balled out in the SEC, hit like 17 or 18 home runs, hit 330. Like he's a beast, and, and I, I love that dude for sure. And uh, Logan's hit some pretty good ones too. I, I actually had a pretty good can't video. Can't take it away from that. Sp- speaking of going viral, it didn't go viral like the, the one y'all referring to, but it, it I don't know, it had like 15,000 views on Twitter. Um, of that one, uh, I made RJ a promise because uh, we had him on before the uh, the Ole Miss series, and I said if he hit a home run while I was there, I'd do a Jaeger bomb right there on the spot. <laughs> um, one of the biggest problems was he didn't hit it till late in the game, so this thing had been in my pocket the whole time, and it was hot. And so mm-hmm. by the time I did it, it was as, as if Jaeger's not already disgusting. It was extra disgusting, so I videoed the home run and then clipped together the shot and put it out there, and everybody, everybody thought it was great. So I'm glad Jaeger hit the bomb. Hey, if he could have hit it in the first inning, I'd have been more appreciative. But, you know, is is what it is. But I like seeing him hit, too. But I'm glad Hunter Hines' name got brought up because that's where I wanted to go next. I wanted to ask you guys. He came on and said that his goal was to hit 25 or more home runs. So I ask you, starting Logan, does he go over or under 25? Um, I think it really depends on what kind of approach. <laughs> There with like I said, uh, you can't go with the ladder. You you give it to me, man. Is he gonna do it or not? I love Landon, bro. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna say he hits 19. 
not even a 20 fade. He's not going to get pitched to enough. That's going to be his problem. That's, you know what? That's a safe, some, that's a safe some way out. All right, Landon, you, you going to bet on your boy or no? Um, look, man, 25 home runs is hard. <laughs> um, ironically, ironically, it seems to be there's a lot of confidence going around because man. we had we had we had Blake Burke, Tommy White, and Hunter That's, Hines. With I mean, if if what we we only played about 50 games last year, I don't yeah. know how much of college baseball regular season schedule is. Um, you play 50 games, you you're hitting one every other game. You got to throw in some multi home run games in there because you're not going to hit one every every single game. Um, I mean, they're not going to have the season that we had last year. Let's mm. just throw that out there. But I mean, in this, in the sense that they play fifty games, that's a home run every other game, like that. And I mean, like he's unbelievably talented. I mean, to hit three hundred with seventeen, eighteen home runs he had, like that's a feat in itself. And if he does it, I won't be surprised. Do I think that he's going to hit twenty five? Maybe, maybe. He, he sets he sets his expectation bar so high when he talked to us about so in high school he hit four ninety seven and he talked about how pissed off he was because his goal was five hundred so right. my my guy sets his bar really high for what he wants to do Logan for uh, he's talented to, to your point too at what point do you think they stop pitching to him let's say let's say you start sniffing twenty when do when do you think they're like all right f this you're getting walked four times a game I mean he's no offense, no offense, Hunter, if you watch this, but you're probably like one of the slowest humans I've ever played with. So you're, you're, it's not like you're going to be a, a base path demon out there or anything. So no, you, he is, he is the base path demon in terms yeah, of yeah, he's the worst base runner yeah. I've ever seen. But I mean, like, are you? Would you rather him hit a two-run homer, or would you rather? First base and maybe get the next guy out. It depends. I'm just. It's just going to depend on how much he gets. It, to. Well, and, and his protection and it, around him. Yes, exactly, Jim. Yeah. Yes. And 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 for me, for prediction wise, this wasn't something I was asked a question, but just bringing that up, thinking about how the lineup might look. I mean, I really expect a big year for Kellum. I think it's all going to be put together, and I think that possibly who could be behind him. Um, so. Um, we'll obviously see, you know, I expect Luke to have a, a Hancock to have a, you know, bounce back year. So we'll see when it comes to Mississippi state, but I want to ask from a pitching standpoint, coming to you first, Landon, um, outside of Kate Smith, who everybody already has high expectations of who do you predict will have the biggest season for Mississippi state this year? Um, I got to go Casey Hunt or Parker Snett, one of them too, for sure. Um, those are my boys. So I might be a little biased, but, uh, but it, it, they're they're really talented. It's it's going to take one little thing for them to put it all together. I mean, Casey Hunt has his numbers on his stuff are are unbelievable. Um, he and he's he uh, was battling with some stuff last year, and uh, but there were flashes, and and they both had flashes of being really really good. They just once they once they put it all together, and I know they will. Like they're going to be lights out, and it's it's going to be awesome to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I don't think there's any bias there. Logan, you with the same answer. Or you got you got a dark horse. I'm gonna go with the exact same answers. Uh they're my boys too. So um I think they put it all together. They could be really, really talented. I mean, they showed flashes last year, as Landon said, where they were just dominant. And then sometimes they get a little little loose mechanically, a little little bit of head case in there, and then 
<laughs> falls apart. But I mean, when they're on, they're they're on. Uh, Landon always laughs at these things. He's got thought. He's got thoughts constantly. So la- last one, I'll put y'all on the spot on this one. I'll start. I'll start with you again, Landon. If you could pick an MVP for the upcoming state or uh, for the upcoming season for Mississippi State, pitcher or hitter, who's it going to be? MVP. Wow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with a new guy just because I don't want to, I don't want to have any bias. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to pick amongst his friends is what he's saying. Um, I mean, all those guys have proven themselves to it, to a certain extent. Um, shoot. Uh, pro- Colton Ledbetter is, is supposed to be like unbelievable. Um, put up like stupid numbers last year at Sanford. Uh, he's a, a big draft prospect. He's he's getting a, a little bit of hype around him now, and uh, I think he's going to be really, really, really good this year. Um, and and have an unreal year and, and probably get drafted pretty high. What about you, Logan? Who you got? I'm going to go with Dakota Jordan, uh, freshman. That's a good pick. Starkville Academy or Jackson Academy, which I can't remember which one. But uh, I watched a couple of their fall games, and uh, he hit some absolute laser, and he hit a physical specimen. So I think he has a big year. I think his uh, his body is ready to go, and he looks like he could be an impact player from the beginning. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Now, Landon, I want to start with you because this one, we're getting into minor league baseball. It's one of my favorites. Oh, hold on, oh, Mike, Mike, I got to cut you because of the questions that just came what through. Happened? This question, this is great. And and you can ask it. I'll put it on the screen. <laughs> I'm not asking. To ask I'm not asking this teammate, they would not trust dating their daughter. We had this exact conversation last year. We've had a lot of these conversations. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, who is it? Put him on blast. Why, uh, Landon? Landon, who is it? And tell me why it's Mikey Tepper. <laughs> um, there's probably a, a few different people, a lot of different people, and for a lot of different reasons. Um, just say Tanner Allen. Come on, bro. Uh, <laughs> um, shoot. Yeah, I, I'll go with Mikey Tepper too. Yeah, he's just a he's just a goofball. All right, now you can continue on, Mike. That question came through, and I started laughing because that's a that's a question that's man. You talk about wanting to throw one of your teammates under the bus. <laughs> nah, I definitely, yeah, for real, it, it definitely is. I always hate that question because it's always me. But whatever. Um, nah, but in all seriousness, though, getting into minor league stuff, you know, you know, spring training's coming along. And Landon, you got so many minds that you could pick in the Diamondbacks organization right now, man. I mean, you're talking from Mad Bum to everybody else. Um, who are you most excited to potentially see, and who would you want to pick the brain of most? Um, so actually, the really the really cool thing is I'm around a lot of the big leaguers um, every day, so I, I wouldn't probably pick one specific person. It's it's just a, a different group of, of people. Players, staff members, trainers, strength coaches. Uh, from the top down, I'm just trying to get any information and kind of just stay in my own lane, you know, mm-hmm. head down, do my stuff, and, and talk to people as much as I can and try and learn stuff. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, our guy, Jay Ness, 
huge D-Bags fan, man. I mean, he he loves them. He loves them, and he's been talking about it for years, waiting for a group to come along and kind of bring Arizona back on the map. Uh, I've been looking at the pipeline. I've been following it for a while. It's kind of scary for a while. It's kind of like, eh, I don't really know. But the last couple of years have just been incredible with development and drafting. How excited for you to kind of see that group come together at some point? I'm like extremely excited. There's a lot of good things going on with this organization right now. And um, we're, I, I think that we're really close to to putting up some some good winning seasons and, and make some playoff pushes and, and be in the playoffs for for the next few years, we, we there's a really good group coming up, and there's a lot of uh, established veterans as well. So from the top down, it's it's pretty stout, and I'm really excited to watch them this year. Without a doubt. Now, Logan, got to talk some Reds, man. Got to talk some Reds before we get you guys out of here. Hunter Green, a bunch of other guys that you could look at. Brandon Williamson. Uh, I always butcher this kid's name, Nick Lodolo. I, I think I pronounced it correctly. Um, I've heard other people say it so many different ways, but I think it's just the Cincinnati accents. But um, how excited are you to kind of just be up there and be with the best of them? Because the pipeline right now for the rotation itself is insane. I mean, I usually don't give, you know, the, the Reds bullpen or the Reds starting rotation any love uh, since the early Trevor Bauer days. But right now, I mean, they look incredible. So how excited are you to kind of just continue to climb the pipeline and eventually make it up there with the bigs? Um, I'm fired up. I mean, we have a really young staff with a bunch of great guys. You've got Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft. Um, we've got some guys in the system that are really good. Um, and I'll, I'll be up there for early spring training, so hopefully I'll get to catch some of those guys' pins, get to know them. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty fired up about it, and I'm ready to make my way through the system and hopefully get to play with those guys for a few years. Without a doubt. And this is my last one before we let you guys out of here, get to some fan no, questions. Yeah, as I say, we got them fan hey, questions. Matt, see, see what I'm talking about, Logan? He don't let me finish sentences, bro. I was – two seconds. Two seconds, I would have been good. But um, I'm just playing with Jim. But in all seriousness, same question for you. You know, going into spring training, you don't have to pick someone specifically. Um, but if you could pick the brain of somebody, whether it's a catcher or a guy like Joey V. Um, or somebody else, who who are you most excited to kind of see and just see them go about their everyday routine? Um, I think Joey Votto would be just like a really cool person to talk to. He's, I mean, he's been in the organization for 18, 20 years, something like that. And just talking to him, he, he seems like a, a fun guy to be around. Everybody I've, I know that's met him said he's, he's awesome. Um, so hopefully I get to talk to him and learn a little bit from him here in spring training. Without a doubt. So fan questions, man. I told you guys before we came on, Mike. We've been we've been posting for fan questions. It really shows the love for these two guys because by far of the seven episodes, they got a bunch. I had to even narrow it down. Um, but I'm gonna start, y'all. Y'all probably familiar with Lounge Dog. He's probably the 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 face of Twitter when it comes to Mississippi State baseball. Uh, he will, Mike. This guy will fight. Anybody and everybody on Twitter to defend his team. He's already, I mean, now that we're 29 days away, he's he's all over it. Um, and, of course, we had a clip right now. It's going viral, Mike, from last night. Luke Lipsius came on uh, our episode and said, Duty Noble was the best stadium. And as far as opposing crowds, it was the best crowd that he's ever played in both times he did it. So now they're all having fun with that because, you know, Mississippi State, they should be. Duty Noble is that spot. But his question is, Taking away Duty Noble or Omaha, I'm going to start with you, Logan. What's the best atmosphere you've played at stadium-wise? 
Uh, my favorite stadium to play at was uh, Founders Park in uh, South Carolina. I I just thought that stadium was really cool, the way it was built and the stands were built. Um, Atmosphere-wise, uh, A&M was incredible. I mean, they get into it. They got all the chants. They're, they're singing all the music. I heard they're like a cult down there. It is. I have a cousin. He said it is. I have a cousin that goes there for actually two. My first cousins do. Um, but I mean, they're they're really fun to play in front of. I mean, they heckle you, but they're they're funny about it, and it's it's just fun to play with. What about you, Landon? Yeah, that's exactly my like same same answer. A uh, and M was they were loud. They were engaged literally from the first pitch to the last pitch. Um, they were getting on people. Casey Hunt got wrong uh, against them. Uh, but, but I mean, really, like anywhere in the SEC is fun. Like The Ole Miss atmosphere was fun. Uh, just rivalry, close game. Like, really, really good series. Um, Arkansas was kind, of, uh, was kind of a little disappointing, to be honest with you. Uh, their, their fans <laughs> – their their fans were really were really nice to me. It might have been because I was in a sling, but um, <clears throat> but but there were some fans behind the dugout that were heckling us, and uh, I just turned around and pointed to my ring finger. Uh, nice. but, Damn. Come on, Landon. But, uh, but hey, no, I, I'm really gonna step on some toes right me, here, Landon. Let me say this. No, 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 let me say this first. Arkansas, their facilities are beautiful. Their fields beautiful. Their fans are engaged and they're loud. And um, you know, I don't want anybody on Twitter coming for my neck for talking down on Arkansas. I'm not they're going to they're going to come for your neck on the on the ring thing cuz right now the ring thing is a hot debate. Mike, I don't know what Arkansas was doing, man. Um you got to win a natty to get a ring and so they gave them a ring for going to Omaha and so Mississippi State and Ole Miss uh fans Ooh. are on them like white we, on rice. We giving, we giving participation trophies now? That that's what they're saying. Hey, everybody I, gets a ring for going every, to Omaha. Everybody gets a super. Well, ring. listen, man. I'm ready for my ring. I'm excited. Come <laughs> uh, on too. All right, moving on. All right. So, Logan, I'll start with you on this one. Uh favorite memory outside of Omaha? Um. Ooh, that's a good one. I'd have to say Super Regional against Notre Dame. I mean, that was just that was just a really fun weekend, and you know, punching the ticket, going to Omaha with your best friends, and you've been together every day for eight nine months, and and feeling that was just awesome. Is that is that not the same time when you were on the bottom of the dog pile about to die? That's your favorite yeah. moment. Hey, man. Yeah. But it was, I it was, was about to die. It's a feeling you'll never feel again, Jim. <laughs> yeah, if he was about to die, I was about to die. Yeah, 100%. I was yelling at people to get off Landon's arm. I was I, I was yelling for people to get off so I could just breathe. <laughs> Landon, did uh did, did Logan take your answer right there? I kind of saw you look back, kind of kind of upset. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I'll tell you what it is. I man, bump that. My favorite is landing in a Globe Life Field, coming in and for four innings throwing complete shutout ball. What did you throw? Twelve batters. You threw ten or eleven strikeouts. Absolutely, just blowing heat bomb. That that was it for me. Yeah, it was. Uh, faced twelve guys and struck out ten. Landon, I wanna I wanna throw in uh, another fan question. This one's from Mike Hughes, uh, you know, a, a hat enthusiast. Where you where'd you get that lid, Landon? I've been looking at it this whole time. Um, 
Honestly, I can't remember. Scottsdale, Arizona, in the lid store. I was with him. Oh, yeah, you were with me. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan, Logan is Wait, like, like Logan's the adult over here who's just like supervising everybody. And then Landon's out here just outlet, like though? chilling it. The outlet or the, we're at uh, Fashion Square. We were at the outlet. And then we went to Yeah, Fashion. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the super regional, it's like that's like second to none. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the so in the ninth inning, the eighth inning was like one of the best innings I'd ever thrown at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Single handedly, when I struck out the third batter in the eighth inning, was single handedly the loudest I have felt the field when I'm on the field. Um, Tanner Allen's bases clearing triple was was really loud, but at, it was like weirdly loud at the end of the eighth inning against Notre Dame. I don't know if you remember that or not, Logan. Uh, but it was, like, so loud. And we're, you know, we're up 11-7. I'm like, all right, I got this. Three more outs. Like, there's no way. And Hootie's coming up to me. He's like, three more outs, three more outs, three more. And I'm like, dude, you're walking up to the dude that has all of the control, whether there's three outs or not right now. Like, get out of my face. <laughs> and uh, so I go out there. I think um, – I think it was it was either the top of the order or two three four. Two three four. Um, yeah. So I Yeah, no, because no, you, was, you said you got one, him in two, a double three. play, didn't you? It was it was one, two, three because Cavadas hit fourth. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. So first guy, I think I think I got two strikes on the first guy. Um and I hung a slider, he got a base hit. Second guy got a base hit. I think I jammed him. Uh went through the four hole, something like that. And um, so I see, so I'm like, all right, 11, seven, two runners on no outs. Like you're facing the three hole. Like this is, this is not a good recipe for something good to happen. Uh, and coach Foxhall came out and I'm like, all right, just need a breather. And we're like, all right, we're going to go with sliders here. So, um, before, before I threw the first pitch to the third batter, um, when I came set, my, my front knee literally started shaking. I was like, if I blow this game right now, up four runs in the ninth inning of the third game of the Super Regional in Starkville, I am literally going to be the most hated person in Mississippi State baseball history. So that was the first time I was like, like worried about blowing the game. The first and only time I was worried about blowing a game was right then and there, and then struck out the third guy, and then got Cavadas to uh, to roll into a double play, and that was my favorite memory. Was uh, was literally right even before um, Lane started throwing the ball to first base. I had already started to take off my hat and take off my glove to to throw up in the air. Yeah, no, uh, all that whole run, Mike, man. You just had to be a part of it, and then that's why I was glad I was able to go go to Omaha. These guys, it, it was it was just so much fun to be a part of. And what I love is, uh, you know, I wasn't even gonna bring this up, but it came up on my Facebook. Remember, I I love it because Tanner Allen's the one that talks about receipts, Mike. I don't know if you saw me share, but from two years ago today was when we had the Hatcher and Cam original episode, and I predicted Mississippi State to win the national championship, and there it was in January of 2021. I picked it; it happened. That's all I'm saying. So got I got the receipt, um, and I got to watch these guys, and it was it was the most fun thing ever from an LSU fan getting to watch another team uh, win. 
But this one's a good question because it's it's not a memory thing or anything like that. It's actually uh, it, it came from um, a high school baseball player. So, man, this is a chance for you all to give some insight. Um, it asks, what's the most effective ways that they taught you at Mississippi State to develop arm strength and strength in general as a pitcher, um, Landon? Um, get in the weight room. That, that's that's probably my, my best advice is just to from the ground up, uh, you know, from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head, you got to be strong and you got to be able to, uh, to, to have durability and, um, you know, make it through a college baseball season. And it, it starts in the weight room. Um, it, you got to be dedicated to that. You got to be dedicated to yourself and, and true to yourself and, and grind in the weight room before you do anything. Um, you know, I think a lot of the success that I have had in the past, I, uh, I credit a lot of it to uh, to being in the weight room a lot and, and just just being strong and, and trying to be as strong as possible. Yeah, and so for you, Logan, even though the question was directed towards pitchers, I mean, is it is it simply the same answer? I mean, it's all about the the grind that you put in the weight room as a catcher. Yeah, I mean, I think the the more you can strengthen your lower half, the better chance you're going to have. Uh, all your power comes from the ground like Landon said. So, I mean, just get in the weight room, put weight on. Most kids show up to college. They, they aren't big enough. They have to get in the weight room. They have to grind, show up to college, get ready to go. Uh, so now you're talking about your roommate after giving him compliments. I see you. <laughs> no, yeah, that, came, Cam, that came from Cam that. Grinded, though. No, that grinded, came from though. Cam himself. All Cam could talk about was how he needed to put the weight on. Oh, he did. He, he did. He worked, he worked harder than, than most people I know. So Logan, so, Logan, I was asked to ask this question. Um, Greg James, <clears throat> listener, said he wants to know what it felt like to be put out of the fantasy playoffs by him. <laughs> I was beating Greg's eyeballs in by 20 on the first week. My team proceeds to score 80 points. My team that has averaged 130 the entire year scored 80 points, and he beat me. He also lost to Cameron in the championship game, so – I got my final revenge. My roommate beat him. So, just a, a PSA: Logan takes fantasy football entirely too seriously. I, I noticed. By, I noticed entirely by too seriously, like w- way too serious with it. That's awesome. So I'll, I'll start with you on this. I just got two more. Um, this one's actually particularly a big one for me. Uh, Landon, do you think Mississippi State should bring the blacks back? Uh, the pants were really uncomfortable, dude. Like the pants were really uncomfortable. Um, I don't even think we have them anymore, to be honest with you. So I, I, I'm not sure that they're going to be making a comeback anytime soon. Logan, you feel the I same like way about them? I liked the way they looked. I loved the way they looked. I thought y'all went hard at them. I mean, that's the reason why I had my championship yeah, belt they, done they in the black. Me, they made me look a little more slim. The, that's the whites. The yeah. part there. They were yeah. slimming. They helped the yeah. – Oh, yeah, you 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 looked about five to ten. I, times I don't I don't have a statistical breakdown. I don't have a statistical breakdown, but that uh, that hype video, Logan, that that our guy Micah made for you for your episode, a majority of those home run clips you were wearing black. So apparently you liked wearing them for that for something because you were you were smoking balls when you were when you were wearing the black. And it was um, I loved wearing them. Sunday games less less bullpens. <laughs> so last question that was uh that was asked to us uh was you know for for you i'm gonna start with you logan because it came off with this 
the pitcher that you found the hardest to go against in your career at Mississippi State? Oh, um, Ty Madden, he, he pretty much owned me. I was like one for 11 with nine punchies. Um, the most uncomfortable with that would be Eric Sarantola because <laughs> it was and you didn't really know where it was going. But I had the least amount of success off time, Madden. I mean, that dude, he owned me for the 11 or 12 at-bats I had against him. And so, yeah, that would go all the way back to Globe Life and then in Omaha. Yeah, I feel yep. you. Yeah. All right, so last question, Landon, and and ties to the same thing. The the hardest hitter that you felt like you had to face, whether it was one time or multiple times? Um, I'll say this just because you brought up a Texas guy, Antico. Um from Texas was I faced him. I mean, I pitched against Texas three, three different times. I think I threw over, I think I threw 20, no, like 10 to 12 innings against them. Um, but he, uh, the, the two times I faced him in globe life, he put up a really good at bat. Um, both times, actually, he, uh, he worked a full count the first at bat and then, uh, another full count in the second at bat and then he uh he popped out to uh to right field and then he hit a home run off of me in Omaha um I can't remember what he did against me the the second time I pitched against him in Omaha but he was he's tough he's he's really really good he he was he's kind of underrated honestly he didn't get talked about enough he uh he was a really good ball player and uh I think he's going to be a big leaguer Without a doubt, without a doubt. Really quick, guys, don't mean to put you on the blast. Uh, before we get you out of here, if you guys could pump out your social medias or just anything you guys got going on, whether it's a foundation or just anything, baseball lessons. Logan, we're going to start off with you, brother. Where can everybody find you? Uh, Instagram is lotan19, and my old Twitter actually got hacked yesterday, so I had to make a new one, and it's uh, 19 Logan Tanner. See, but that's that's a blessing in disguise because now you, you gave the right one. Everybody knows where to find you now. It's, it's, it's actually a good thing because he probably got rid of a bunch of people he don't want on his list. They really do be like that. Landon, where could everybody find you, brother? Uh, just Landon Sims on Instagram, and it's uh, Lando Sims. Replace the, the N with another O on Twitter. For sure. And of course, he's going to be deleting his Twitter when I um cut that clip of him saying he's disappointed in Arkansas. I'm just saying. Oh, 100 percent, hundred Jim, I got a question for you, real quick. Hmm. So you have asked a bunch of other guys who they think is going to win the national championship this year, and you obviously, like everybody else, is uh, making a mistake by picking LSU. I picked, uh, sir, Landon. That's why you rock with me, brother. I already picked who I'm with. Uh, you know, you know. What's scary for me is I believe in the '99 curse, and so I like I'm afraid that LSU will be. It's never one. the best team. It's never. The best it, team. it never is. But I, I tell Arkansas you, Arkansas year, Tennessee last year. Uh, but I, I tell you this, and I, I did a post the other day after I did my top 25, and I said, "Give me these five against the field." Now, obviously, that's kind of cheating, but LSU, Tennessee, Wake Forest, Arkansas, and Stanford. Um, and the team that I really believe in, and you should for the same – the way – being that you're a pitcher, Wake Forest pitching is just – is nasty. And, I know and, a pitcher at Wake. Yeah, and so I, I believe that Wake Forest, you know, obviously they don't maybe carry the name and they're in the ACC, not mm-hmm. the SEC, but that's the team that I think everybody needs to look out for. Without a doubt. Yeah, Logan, how you feel about it? 
Um, he says State's winning it all, bro. Quit, quit playing. State, I think State has a, a pretty good shot. I think LSU has a good shot. I don't think the best team ever win it wins it. Um, if you're looking, if you're going to play it off off of paper, it, it's going to be LSU. Just the talent they have is overwhelming. Um, they should have five, four, five, six, maybe draft picks, top top five rounds, probably three or four first rounds. Three rounds. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's always going to be a dark horse that comes out of nowhere. And I'm, I'm excited to see, and I'm definitely excited to watch the season. Who wins it all? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. We appreciate you guys coming on, man. This, again, the national champions, the national champions, Landon Sims and Logan Tanner, pros who have turned into foes. This is Mike Hughes. Sitting here with Jim Cross, you are listening to Pros and Joes on the All Sports All Plays Network. Peace.